<laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Howard, my main man. How are you, dude? Are we doing? Good, Good to, to be you. back. Yeah, to great be back. to be back. Great to be back, man. I always put a smile on my face. And we have young Condyle down the bottom of the screen representing, hey. repping <laughs> Soothsayer tonight. How are you, man? Great to have you on board, man. Third time lucky. <laughs> third time lucky? I've been on it more than fucking three times now, haven't I? Uh, three. This is your third, yeah. Really? This is the third? Third, wow. yeah. Um, twice a big steaming third. A big steaming <laughs> Speaking of steaming. And it cheers, freezes me. straight away at the screen. Yeah, cheers, lads. Uh, <laughs> Howard's on Powers and Con's on Jameson. Gotta be done. And I'm on the Pinnacle. So, um, yeah. we're, we're supporting local, and you're just a horrible bastard, Richie. Yeah. That's it. S- supporting the Finns, the flying Finns. Oh, uh, yeah. Been the ruination <laughs> of many a good show so far on the podcast. <laughs> it's local to someone, though. Anyway, let's get talking about Suits there. Uh, thank you for sending me on the album. Um, I don't know how many tracks have you heard off it, Howard. You've probably heard uh, Fringe and Outer Fringe, have you? I've heard Outer, yeah. I've heard the, the track up on YouTube, Outer Fringe. Um, I've heard it all at various stages, but nice. I'd say it's probably it's probably pre, pre-lockdown before I've actually mm. heard it in its entirety. Actually, listening to the track today, again, I, I didn't recognize it from hearing it before, but um, part of that, I suppose, it doesn't really kick in for six minutes, which is a brave move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so far long ago now, it's, you know, it's not fresh in the memory at all at all, you know. Yeah. But I remember being very happy. Yeah, it's, um, it's a thing. <laughs> it, it's, it's music. There's it's, it's more notes than a thing. in it and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, look, it's, it's not going to be for everyone, especially with the, you know, the long intro. But I, we really uh, did our best to capture um, the, the live show. So, you know, we recorded it live with, um, with everyone as in one room as we could possibly get it without, you know, spilling over. Mm. Um, so we, re- we really went for that. Um, and uh, I think we got about as close as, as you can get to, uh, to that. I mean, you probably need some narcotic uh, help in, in order to, to get there fully. But <laughs> your luck. Yeah. We'll, uh, it always helps. So, if anybody yeah. hasn't heard of Soothsayer before, Con, there's probably a few that haven't. Um, oh, if you do, believe it or not, we've got a lot of new fans on the sh- on the show. So, how would you describe first of all the band, and then you might just give us um, a rough story of how he formed and who's in it, and we can move on from there then. Okay, so um, I, I'm rubbish at, at fucking categorizing what we do, to be honest. But I think uh, probably atmospheric, blackened doom, mm. sludge, jazz blues, <laughs> uh, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking knows? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's heavy in places and it's not heavy in other places, and. Uh, yeah, it's angry in places, and it's not angry in other places. It's, mm. How long are you going for the those that don't oh, know? Um, 
very fucking long now at this point. I think seven years ago, roughly, was when our first gig was. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a long time. It's a long time, yeah. It is a long time, yeah. Yeah, the debut yeah. EP was released in 2015. Self-titled. Uh, that sounds about right, yeah. Mm. The current uh, members are Leem on Voices and Sound Effects, Soundscapes, yeah. Um, yourself on guitars, Mark on guitars, Pavel on bass, and Sean on drums. Sean Jr. Bean. Yes. So Sean replaced Will, didn't he? Will Fahey? Yeah, Will Fahey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a bit of a spinal okay. tap going, uh, spinal Go on. tap thing going there with bassists. Yeah. Um, where at the, uh, so we, um, initially myself and Will uh, tried out for a band, Eru, um, and it was the same the same practice both of us came in on and uh we both started we both got the gig and um so liam was in that band and we played away i, I don't i don't think we actually played the gig with them that, that kind of that band sort of fizzled out and uh so a couple of the members left and it was just myself the bassist james uh liam and uh, Will uh, left over, so um, yeah, we decided to have have a look at getting another guitarist, uh, which we did. Uh, Mark O'Grady, happy birthday, Mark! Happy um, birthday. Yeah, so um, he uh, he came on board, and he he was a great fit. Myself and Mark worked very very well together uh, from the get go. He'd be more of a technically technically minded uh, guitar player, whereas I'm just a fucking hot mess. Uh, but, <laughs> hot, hot <in> the <laughs> important work. <laughs> I'm fucking roasting at the moment, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it worked. Uh, it worked quite well. Um, James, uh, he was the basis for Eru. Uh, he didn't. It didn't really work out uh, with you know where we wanted to go and what James wanted to do. Uh, so we got in Steve Quinn, who is the bassist for Corvona, um, yeah, and the singer for the Grief, yeah. Uh, and he was with us for a good while. He did the the first two recordings, mm. um, and yeah, did did a great job. Um, but he wanted then to it, he was moving away, and it, it it kind of became a bit of uh, a bit of a chore for him to kind of get down to practice and stuff, and so he moved on to um, fields anew, uh, and then so we got in my friend Tal, who was with us for a while. Um, he would have been in Mendicant with me. Okay, um, stuff in, is it Johnny Watkins was in that band as well, wasn't there? Johnny or Watkins is- was in Mendicant, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had Tim O'Leary, who is uh, a passage man, good, good strong he passage a, man. Oh, fuck, he is a passage <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. He lives in a castle down the road, yeah. no longer. He lives <laughs> up by the lock now, he's the lord of the lock, but um, <laughs> yeah, so he was with great us musician. for a while, and uh, he is a great musician, he's a great bass player. Um, and look, we we finally ended up with Pavel, and Pav's been with us for a couple of years now. So, um, yeah, we we're fairly happy with the lineup. As I said, it was kind of very stop go, and I think that kind of contributed to a bit of uh, 
you know, it, it contributed a bit to us being held back because you're bringing in new people and you're kind of showing them the songs. And uh, we we were kind of gigging all the time as well. So, um, I think to, to, to set the lineup more or less, you went with a split with Howard's band, Partland. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, Pav and uh, Junior's first uh, first recording that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, How did that both. come about, actually, lads? Um, I know you know each other, but who came up with the idea? Fuck, I can't remember if I'm honest. I, I think it's know. from sharing the same jam space. I would imagine the same building yeah. above. Um, we would have been chatting and catching up and regularly talking to each other. Um, we played with Weiru quite a bit with uh, Five Will Die, well, quite a bit, maybe three or four gigs. And um, I'd be good friends with um, Liam and Mark anyway from their days and night days. So, you know, we, we had that kind of uh, mutual crossover. And, um, of course, Pav came on the scene as the sound man in Fred's. So we were, we were talking about things for a bit, I think. But uh, I think what it kind of came from was we wanted to get a vinyl out in some shape, some way, shape or form. And the, the best and most cost-effective way to go forward with that was to do a seven-inch split. Mm. And I think it was really just the mechanics and simplicity of that that made us do it than anything else. And it was just, I think we just had a conversation. It was like, let's put something out. Let's get something out in vinyl. And mm. it wasn't long after that we started the recording process. It kind of, I think we were both looking for something to, to work on because we'd done, we'd done, I think he just done the first release. We'd, we'd done our first release. <laughs> And we had that kind of gap in between things mm. where a few songs were hanging around. We were like, fuck it. You know, mm. this would be a good way to do things. And of course, we're fans of the band. And I think we're in a similar a similar style, a similar vein, a similar approach to the way we do things. Completely different personalities across the board, but definitely a sort of a, a kind of a collective goal or, or whatever you want to call it, a collective spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah. well received. It did okay. No, there's, don't get me wrong. There's a fucking... There's about 70 vinyl there lying on the fucking floor waiting to be picked up like, but... <laughs> I have a heap of them as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, yeah, I mean, the reception to it was good. Yeah. Uh, we, we toured the UK on the back of it and um, it was received pretty well. It actually sold more on that tour than we did online, which was great. Mm. But um, yeah, we still have it. It's, 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 it, was, it was fun to do. And it, I think what it did more than anything else was it introduced us all to Pavel. And I yes. think we can all agree that uh, he's been a shot in the arm for a lot of people across the board in the metal scene, in the, yeah. in the music scene in Cork in general. Mm. He's a real common denominator between a lot of bands. And uh, I think that around those couple of months that we were working on this thing, that's, that's when you started to see the worth of having Pavel IM job <laughs> involved in things. <laughs> Rumour has it he's not even from this country. Rumours, rumours. Mm, vicious rumours. He whispered to me in Irish last night. <laughs> you know, Callahan from Horse involved in... He, oh, yeah, he did He did vocals on that, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mini. Yeah, uh, he did a fucking great job as well. Mm. Yeah, it was, a lot, it, was, it was actually a lot of fun doing that because, it, like, prior to that, I think, it, like, we had brought out two EPs, which you could argue were... Well, the first one is like 40 minutes long or something like that uh, with three songs on it. The second one is 27 minutes long with two songs on it. 
Yeah. So um, for for me to write a song that was less than ten minutes long was unheard of. But we had this limit of you know because it had to fit on on the side. Mm-hmm. Having to write the song in seven and a half minutes was something I or I'd never written a song that short. Um, so it was a real radio edit sort of a job. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, it, it was it was actually quite fun. Um, now what what we did for that release. Um, like that song cephalopod is is very different to anything that we had done before that mm. it's uh it's it's a fucking weird song to be honest but um yeah it's it's, it's nice for a while it was my favorite song to play live yeah um how did it end up with magnus Lindbergh mastering it what was the connection uh, there that was all howie b's uh job there Handy work. Ah, yeah, well we'd, 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 okay. we'd had the mastering done on the, the first part of record through himself. And um, we actually had the song that we used. We recorded it in the first sessions, but uh, in, when we were taking into consideration of releasing the album on vinyl, it wasn't fitting in in terms of the time or what, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And it didn't really fit into the vibe of it all. It was a bit of a shorter song. So, But Magnus, it was just a case of you're very happy with the way you worked it on the first time. And... You know, it's it's a quick process with Magnus, so and it's a good, it's, it's always a good product. So fuck it, yeah. In and out, go get it done. So, Con, your next release then after that was the live in Malta. Yeah. Um, so you went out to Jim Tobin, a great friend of the Cork metal scene, and well, he was a big part of it for a long time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, huge He's, part for quite yeah. some time. Yeah. yeah. He's talked about him and praised him quite a lot on this show. Grand um, old beard. I think <laughs> did he get Hi, you out to Malta as well, Howard? Did he? Or my... No, I was. Um, I, met, I went on my honeymoon to Malta, ah, and that's uh, it. I, I met yeah. up with him on the beach and had a, okay. had a beach party, yeah, singing Tin Lizzy at fucking five o'clock in the morning with the sun coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the last time I met him. But um, I would have, you know, done shows with Jim and ah, yeah. hung out with him quite a bit before he left for Malta. You know. Mm. So how did the whole Malta experience? I know he was running gigs the whole time out there and doing it quite successfully as well, Con. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> we we had been on to him a couple of times about maybe doing something, um, and uh, there, there was there was, I suppose it it was just never the right time for either side. Um, and then he he brought uh, Morning Beloved over. Mm. And I mean that's a kind of an ideal fit, really. Um, mm, yep. So we we played with them. Um, uh, no, it was really handy because I, as it turns out, uh, the world being as tiny as it is, I knew um, a guy from one of, from one of the bands that were supporting that night. So he he put us up. Uh, it was actually his, uh, Rex is his name. He's from victims of creation. Uh, he's the bassist and frontman. Great, great guy. But he, um, he put us up over in Malta and it was his, uh, girlfriend's, uh, house. So she, she lives in Dubai pretty much 11 months of the year, 11 and a half months of the year. Uh, but her house in Malta, she, we, were just given the keys to. He's like, he turned up and was just like, oh, Connor, how's it going? Yeah, great to see you. We have a beer. Here's the keys. And I was just like, you fucking serious? Like, and we went and man, this, this gaff was palatial. Like, it was fucking beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, and it was it was perfect for us because like you go in the door and there's a stairs going up, and then underneath the stairs there was this big alcove with all these tribal instruments and just cushions on the ground and shit. <laughs> and like uh, we're we're all a big giant bag of hippies, like so yeah. we were just <laughs> sitting down, twisted off our heads, fucking. Um, playing all these tribal instruments and chanting and shit. It, it was so much fun. How, but, how um, many days were you over there for? We went over... Oh, fuck, man. It, it's, it was one very long day. Um, probably four or five of your days. I don't know, but it was... <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was just one extremely long day. Uh, Those were the know. best days. Those were the oh, best days. The best days of our lives. <laughs> Oh, funnily enough, man. Um, yeah, Pat's going to hate me for telling you this, but I don't give a shit. He's not even from this country. Um, <laughs> when so the the last night that we were there, we were we were all fucking wankered, and um, it, so we woke up the morning after, and like our flight was, we needed to be in the airport for like an hour an hour's time or whatever. So we were like, okay, yeah, no bother. And Pav, uh, he's a he's a swimmy sort of a fellow, you know. He, he loves going <laughs> to the beach and having an old swim for himself. <laughs> and uh, so he was like, fucking, okay, I, I'm going to get a taxi to this, to whatever beach it was. Now, everything in Malta, by the way, is 20 minutes away. Yeah. Um, it's everything. No matter where you're going, it's 20 minutes away. <laughs> It, it's it's fucking ridiculous but anyway the cab drive was 20 minutes to get to the beach where he wanted to go and he had to get a cab then to the airport and yeah that was 20 minutes to the airport as well fucking yeah whatever but um he uh i was kind of saying have like we have to be at the airport very soon like you're going to get there you're going to jump in the ocean you're going to come out and you're going to hop in the taxi like is it really worth it like there's a good chance that you'll fuck up and miss the, the flight and he was just like ah I know what I'm doing and so he left anyway we did like oh yeah we'll, we'll meet you at the airport so we packed Heavenly up our speedos. shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we packed up our stuff and uh, headed to headed to the airport and of course we were waiting outside and fucking no sign of Pav and time came and went and like Pav where the fuck is he so trying to ring him his battery was dead it was like I was standing there with his bag of clothes going the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, I, I got I got to go home and go to work. I can't fucking hang around in malls just because this asshole decided to <laughs> go for a swim. And uh, yeah, so we waited. And in the end, we were just like, okay, we'll just send him a message, tell him that we've dropped his stuff. We have to go through like yeah. uh, you know security and all that and passport <laughs> control. We're like we'd leave it here and 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 this like this took place you know, over an hour, an hour and a half of just being really fucking stressed. And then suddenly Pav strolls in the door <laughs> as if nothing's wrong. Just like, hello? <laughs> and just <laughs> off with him. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, that, not not exactly how you want to be traveling. Um, but yeah, it's it, it made for a fun story. He's, uh, he's a funny guy. So the the live at Malta. Who recorded that? Was it Jim or one of his friends? Or no, it was uh, it was the guys who um, were doing sound for the gig. Yeah. So yeah, uh, sound was great for that gig. Uh, they did a great it was, job. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they said to us that they were recording, and did we want the uh, thing? So luckily, we had a USB key, I think, um, 
And yeah, we uh, either way, the, we either had a USB key or they mailed it on to us or whatever. But okay. um, yeah, we got it. We were sitting on it for a while, mm. kind of humming and hawing about what we were going to do with it. Um, and in the end, we just said, you know what, fuck it, we'll we'll release it and put it on cassette. Yeah, people had been like asking us for. Um, for a, a tape for a very long time but you know it's not that many people who actually buy and listen to tapes i, mm. I don't um uh, i'll buy every other format but uh, never never a tape um so i i never felt it we were kind of uh, it was a good idea to do one uh, that it was just sort of felt like chucking money down a hole but um how many did you make 50 or more was, i think it was 50 yeah it was a limited mm. enough run yeah. anyway yeah i think it was 50 because we did 50 shirts as well so because okay. we were selling those as like a bundle that yeah. fucking toxic green skull to piss <laughs> that, that jack o'neill loves <laughs> and that you've been seen you it, that you've been seen flogging out of a boot in fair <laughs> Hang on, no. <laughs> you know, I'm, don't fucking it, shoot the messenger. That's all I'm saying. That's all the I'm saying. The PHS of the of the live performance. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he um, he, he asked me, did I have the uh, t-shirt? And I said, well, funnily enough, I have uh, some in the car. Um, you know, it's not as if I drove up and set up a stall. Sound like, the, sound like you did. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! No, I am going to shoot the messenger, Richie. You <laughs> And two of the new songs made it onto that live in Malta gig, which was out of Fringe and True North. Um, True North sounds fucking great, actually, live. Yeah. You know, you want to do a mix of stuff. You want to do, um, like, some some old stuff for the people who have listened to the old stuff. You want to do some new stuff to kind of get people going, oh, fuck. That's how, that's how long? That's going to be up and up. Sorry, Con, because you were breaking up there. How long was your time slot? Did you say for the gig? Oh yeah, like about I think about how long is the tape? <laughs> that that long? Uh, I I think it's about 40, 40 minutes, forty five okay. minutes, something like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's it's always difficult picking songs because mm -hmm. our songs are so long that you know if we were to just do the first EP, that's your time slot done. Yeah. You know, that's like the, the whole time taken up, and that's always been an issue with us. If uh, you know, if we want to, if we want to play eight songs, that's two hours. So. Yeah, it's a common occurrence you know. with a lot of Cork Doom Sludge bands. It is. Yeah. This is our last fair, song, like, and uh, fucking twenty minutes later, we're playing the last fucking song. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a very common thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it is know, a ultimately, you know, it's in your control. But like, I'm glad nobody has compromised so far. Not that we know of, anyway. That that have fucking had a twenty or thirty minute epic. Yeah, and no. reduce it to fifteen. You know, we do. Like we often end our set with uh, lunar correspondence from the the mm. first EP. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we we regularly um, it's uh, or we have done anyway, maybe not regularly, but we have uh, just played like the first verse, the first chorus, and then gone into sort of the the fast bit at the end. Um, yeah, so that cuts about fucking four minutes off the song. Mm. Yeah, if we're ever in a pinch, that's what we do. You yeah, know? I'm glad you brought up lunar correspondence. How far mm -hmm. have you travelled, and I mean travelled musically-wise, to Echoes of the Earth in relation to Lunar Correspondence? It's a, it's a close enough cousin, really. 
Um, I, I think we have a very definite sound, uh, and it's you know when you have all the different components uh, of the band together, like i.e. the the mm. members, that it's. You keep the core values, obviously. I mean, we we really do, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, there's like, six I, years and the difference between that song and the new release, and yet, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too far away. You haven't changed much. No, it's not too far away. Uh, mm. No, having said that, like half the songs from that album were actually written around the time as the same time as the second EP was written so those, uh, so really? um, yeah mm-hmm. so like six of nothing and cities made of smoke are they've been around uh, a good few years at this point so oh, okay um no cities made of smoke in particular like there's a lot of that song is in a major key so it you know which is sort of sort of weird for for us Mm. Um, you know, there's a, there's fucking jazzy passages in the song, which yeah. is is sort of strange. But um, I mean, it, it works within the song, and that's what we always said from day one: is like fucking, we'll write whatever we write, and and we're not going to try and steer it in one direction. Whatever comes out, comes out. And uh, so far, that's it's all sounded like suits there stuff. Yeah. Okay. So do you know what what we're going to do is we're going to play um, a small section of Six of Nothing. And, well, you can play uh, it. I'm going to go for a fag. How well, yeah, <laughs> go for it, man. I'll give you around three, three and a half minutes. How about that? No, I actually can. I can leave my headphones on. They're wireless. I'm a fancy man. Like Ooh. Yeah. You couldn't get the lighting sorted, but you got the fancy <laughs> wireless, wireless headphones. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> uh, you think he'd leave us a picture of his arse or something, Richie? What? <laughs> You think he'd leave us a picture of his arse or something? Ah, no. <laughs> That's the no, live show. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Howard, they don't pay me enough, man. No, no, they don't, don't pay you at all, Richie. <laughs> Can't believe he just flashed his arse. Six of nothing.
so good, man. That is so fucking good. Yeah, I, I like that song. Yeah, there's um, two ones at the moment I think that I like more, but there's so much going on. I'm going to have to live with it joyfully for another few weeks. And man, thanks for sending it on to me. I think, no problem. I think it's actually a game changer, Howard. Um, think, it's that good. Like, Liam is just stunning at times, you know. He's oh, always been, she's always been kind of um, building towards something. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this is the first time I've listened to it where he seems to have just done his thing without any yeah. real input from anyone else. And it sounds fucking great. He's a he's a real um, he's a real star. Like you you mm. fucking you pick him out of a crowd in in, in terms of his voice. And you know, normally you hear bands and vocals and things, and they all sound the fucking same. But with um, with Liam, you definitely hear him kind of shine through a little bit. Um, yeah. Certainly for me, anyway. Straight away you hear Liam. You know it's Liam. You can picture the fucker like. <laughs> but. Um, no, it's it's anything with him involved in it is usually going to be top quality anyway. But uh, yeah, it seems like he's found what he's been looking for over the years. I think he was hitting close with Weiru. I think Days and Night was probably a little bit not as um, expansive as as such. There was a little bit more to the point. But uh, this sort of meandering stuff really works for him. Yeah, I think it's it's the perfect platform for Liam just because mm. it's fucking weird and Liam's weird. He's a weird, uh, weird alien fuck, you know? He is, no, he's absolutely an alien. I don't believe for one second that he's human. Um, mm. Not for one fucking second. Uh, but yeah, he's... Uh, it, it just the music seems to, to suit him. And I, I think he's, uh, like, he's really progressed in the relatively short time I've been working with him. He, he's gone from being uh, extremely good to just being exceptional. And I've been saying it for a long time that Liam is our not so secret weapon. You know, he's he's yeah. a world class he's a world class front man and there's no yeah. other other way about yeah, it. He's really crossed that 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 kind of bridge from being a great live guy to recording <clears throat> fantastically. You know, he's he's always yeah. been a, a spectacle to watch live really. <laughs> it's always fun yeah. to watch Liam play like but the, it just yeah, it, it really captured what, what he can do really well. I think a big part of that as well is the fact that we recorded live. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, uh, I think we recorded uh, um, Cephalopod live. We recorded uh, Echoes of the Earth live, and we uh, the first thing we recorded live was at this great depth. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, he's just it, it suits him. It, it works. Mm. I suppose every song is different, but was the majority of the music wrote when Liam added the soundscapes and his vocals or what, what way do you work as a band? That's normally the way of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, either myself or Mark will come in with the original ideas um, Mm -hmm. and uh, we, we just kind of go from there. Um, We had, so uh, something that I used to do uh, for the first EP. So those were three songs that I had written um, but I had written multiple parts for them and I was just like, okay, we Mark, this is what you'll be playing here, which, uh, I've, I've completely changed what, what I do now. Um, so I no longer do that. I kind of, I, I have my parts and I go, okay, Mark, you. And how do you store those ideas, Con? Do you record them or how do you keep, keep those ideas? Uh, usually I notate, so I'll, I'll okay. write it down. Um, okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, very technologically good. 
You got um, the response from him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm shit at technology, basically. So, um, yeah, like I, I try and I, I, I've tried several times to sort of. Uh, record my ideas and, and send them on and stuff. And it, it just never works out. I'm, I'm better off. I'm, I'm sort of a more in-person kind of guy anyway. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's how we do it. We kind of, we do all our um, work in, in the practice room. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll come in with an idea. We'll expand on it. We'll go, okay, we'll do this for however many times. And um, like I might have a basic structure, but then usually that ends up changing and we sort of end up just that would definitely suit Liam then obviously oh absolutely yeah like Liam a lot of the time when we're doing that Liam will be in the room and you can see he's sitting down and the wheels are fucking spinning in his head and he's coming (laughs) up with lots lots of different ideas Um, he does he wears his thoughts on his face quite a bit does Liam oh he does absolutely yeah (laughs) Um, yeah and uh, yeah generally like we'll kind of jam through stuff and then get a rough uh, rough idea of what we want the structure to be like and uh, then at the end of the practice Liam will come in and he'll he'll start trying out a couple of different things um, okay. and yeah look like like anything fucking not not everything works and that doesn't just go for Liam that goes for everyone else um, but you know we we just there's there's always that fucking wonderful moment when when you hit on something and you're just like mm. this do this do this all the time yeah um yeah so and, and i think we found very very many of those moments on the album yeah there, there was a, a lot of them um so yeah like it, it was a long old slog with the album because it was just it was it, it seemed to be fucking cursed getting it out there to be honest really uh I, yeah I, like i won't go into it too much but you know we had we had issues with um just getting everyone in the one place we had issues with you know, fucking the recording and mixing process. When was and, this, uh, Con? Uh, give us a time scale. Was this um, 2019? Or was uh, yeah, it... it was recorded in 2019. Mm. Yeah, we started. Uh, Fuck it. Can you imagine if you left it right into COVID, you'd be, it'd be a different animal altogether. Like, it wouldn't have got done, basically, uh, would it? A, a lot of it got done during COVID. A lot of the mixing got done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, it ran it's into probably that. the perfect time to be to be mm. mixing and mastering yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yes and no. Like, we weren't able to get into the studio. We did a lot of mixing sessions with uh, Aiden from Kitten Lane, where we yeah, recorded. Shout out to Aiden O'Man. He <clears throat> did some job, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it was done over over Zoom, uh, and yeah, look, that, yeah, I, I'm not one really for fucking dwelling too much on the past. We 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 got uh, what we wanted, I think. Yeah. Um, in the end, and it, it's it's been a long road, and we we learned a fuck ton. Basically, we we really did, and and so those kind of lessons are invaluable as well. And it, like, if if the trade off for those lessons is you know a couple of months of being fucking annoyed with the whole thing, then that's a small price to pay, I think. Mm. Yeah. How many of those songs? There's six on the album, Echoes of the Arts. Have you played them all live, or is there one, uh, yeah. one or two that you haven't? Uh, we played them all live. Yeah. yeah. I, we, uh, uh, have we played the uh, War of the War Dubs? Of the, played the intro to to War of the. Uh, no, yeah, we have actually. We played in the Kino. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, no, we played everything. Yeah. Cool. 
Howard, yeah. what do you think of the process that they went through? I mean, I know yourself and Shawnee had a good talk about that. Shawnee's mm. a good advocate as well for playing live if 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 a band has their... If you can do it, I'd, yeah. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it, there's something about it that that's, that's really difficult to capture um, mm. from just kick-tracking stuff. But uh, having said that, I mean, as you what know... What are the advantages of it? The advantage is you get, you, you hear what a band sounds like as opposed to what an imagination of that would sound like. And that's mm-hmm. a big difference. I know it doesn't sound, it sounds a bit fucking out there, but it, there is a big difference. Um, having said that, uh, with Part Alone, it, it, I just it could not see us doing anything live, you know. Um, I don't think that we'd have the, the patience for it um, and the ability to pull it off in that space of time in the way that we'd like to hear it back. I mean, it could take fucking six months for us to record one song. You know, it's just the way it is. But And then you go into Magna Pina and we wrote a song in the fucking studio and recorded it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that method of practicing like fuck and uh, going into the studio extremely fresh and everybody's on point and you go in and you belt it out. There's, there's a great feeling from it and I think that does translate across when you're recording that way. Definitely get that energy that you wouldn't otherwise get, you know. Well, it would suit certain members of bands more so than other ones, you know. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm, def- I'm for me personally, I'm definitely on the live side of stuff. I mean, we've part loan songs that have been written; they're two years old now, and I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing the first practice that we played that fucking thing, and I'm singing the exact same phonetic lines and phrases that I've been saying from that exact day. But Alan has changed his drum patterns immeasurably in. Yeah, a hundred times, and uh, Keen has changed his guitar lines another million times. You know, so everybody is different in that sense. But it's pointless a band like that going in recording live because you're not going to, you're not capturing what it what what's going on. You're just capturing an idea, and then yeah. sometimes that idea isn't fleshed out. And mm. yeah, how, and how, and you can overthink yeah. things as well. But uh, it's important to put a bookend on it too. But yeah. sometimes you got to let the song develop like that. And it all, it, you know, ultimately the reward is a little bit better, but definitely I would much prefer that method of going in and, and cranking it out. You know, you just can't beat that feeling. You can't beat yeah. that capturing that that sense. sense Have of you an experience of board con? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I think that, like, while Howard was talking about that, there, I, I just remembered like the the difference between so the, even with suits are the the first suits are EP. It was tracked. Um, we tracked it down in uh, data recordings with Tyg Hickey, I want to say. Tyg Hickey, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Fucking hero, man. What a great guy. But uh, yeah, that was uh, like our first studio experience as a band. And, uh, you know, we stayed down in the studio. Uh, we, we went down for a couple of days and a couple of nights. We were up at 10 o'clock in the morning recording until 12 o'clock at night. But it was all tracked, so there was only one of us in there at a time. Mm-hmm. And like I can remember tracking my stuff, and I was sitting down on a chair, just plugged in and, and playing, and, and just concentrating on what I was playing, but there was no real feeling to it, I guess. Mm. But then when we recorded At This Great Death, we did it in our practice room. Uh, Eamon Coleman uh, recorded it for us, and we were all giving it socks when we were playing. 
Yeah. You know, like fucking, we were throwing hair and fucking leaping about the place and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that comes across in the music. Um, no, that might be naive of me, but whatever. Um, I, I, I think, like, obviously you can't fucking hear it, but you can kind of almost hear it. You know, yeah. when someone is give, given an, a performance socks over just sitting there and going to a click, hmm. which, you know, I, I, look, if, if you're a fucking tech death metal band or a prog band or something, then that's going to work for you. But if, if you are like, we have this moniker of fucking atmospheric, <laughs> uh, and you can't really claim to be atmospheric if, if you're sitting there and playing to a metronome on your own in a room. Um, <laughs> the only way you're going to get real atmosphere out of something is by playing together and yeah. just yeah. There's definitely, there, definitely when it comes to collective stuff, I, I agree with you. But on the other side of it, I mean, what I did find as as you know, trying to adapt to that with part alone and when we were doing stuff is is when you are in the room by yourself with the headphones on and you're, you're listening to just your guitar and you're playing back to click, um, there, is a, there is a point where you have it all blocked out and you're really, really focusing on what this is about and what, oh, yeah, where, where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah. And it, it does help you focus on what that is. You're not really aware of everybody else. So there, there, there are advantages mm-hmm. to either way. I definitely would prefer to do it the live, live route to hold it through, just everybody feeding off each other. But certainly when it comes to the more personal passage in, passages in the Partelon stuff, um, there are points where I'm kind of glad to a certain degree that no one else is um, is part of that, you know, three or four minutes that you're concentrating what it is you were singing about initially. Because it can be hard yeah. to capture those initial feelings too when you come up with a, a riff for the first time or a, or a passage for the first time. Course, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes sitting down by yourself with just the headphones on helps you recapture it or reconnect with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's um, it's it's an age-old debate. It really, it, it really is. is. I was just going to oh. say it, yeah. And again, if you've got a good engineer producer there as well, that can basically say yes, you, you're on the right track, or no, you know what, fucking <clears throat> yeah. That could obviously fuck up your rhythm as well. If he's not happy and he's sending you fucking retake, retake, the emotion then slowly drains That's out. It, of it, you the studio is a very vibey place, you know. Everybody mm. has vibes in the studio, and it's 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 easy to um to kind of disrupt the flow of things, and and sometimes that can be used to your advantage, I guess. But more often than not, it's 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 not a good thing, especially for a singer. I would say more so than anything else. Oh, I think so. Yeah, for for um vocals in the studio is is always a weird thing. You really do have to remove yourself from the fact that you're in a studio. You really have mm. to kind of. Uh, you know, go back into your brain a little bit and um, and and speak to yourself. I guess is the, is the way I think about it. You know, speaking to yourself, fucking shouting at yourself, telling yourself to cop on. You know. Yeah, the title "Echoes of the Earth." Who came up with it? And what's the? Is there a story behind it? Oh, that would be Liam. Um, yeah, yeah, Liam came up with it. I I think it was pulled from uh, some of some of the lyrics in the song. We we tend to to do that a bit mm. where you know we'll so we'll record the songs and and then um look through the the lyrics and 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 see what kind of suits the the whole recording then we did it with the at this great death the at this great depth and um and i know with this this new album as well um yeah so it's uh, I suppose it's it's like all our stuff. All our stuff is heavily influenced by just the fucking 
surrounding political and environmental climate and and just you know fucking the fact that humans have i don't know even know at what point uh but we we we've gotten it heavily wrong really and uh you know it, it's 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 our frustration and our anger at that. But also I, I, like what I've always thought about our music is that there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, but there's also an awful lot of hope in it um, that there is a way out of it. And, and I suppose echoes of the earth kind of is, you know, uh, it's kind of almost taking that uh, feeling and, and making it literal. Yeah, um, I mean, he did uh, artwork as well, Liam. Um, he did, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does all our artwork, yeah, and he's he's always done a phenomenal job. Yeah, it's it's improving every time. Um, have you is, had, yeah. I presume, Howard, you've seen the artwork for it, yeah? Of course, yeah. It's I mean, fabulous, it's, isn't it? You know, I've I've known Liam since he was a fucking child. You know, since he was about sixteen, knocking on the door <laughs> to Cruise Key. Knee high to a grasshopper. He was always. Um, he was always that way creative. He was always coming up with, you know, he was doing the early days and night covers and things like that as well. And uh, he did a lot of poster work back in the day too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an incredible kid. He really, he really was. And he's, you know, it's, it's, he's been on a bit of a journey and it's, um, yeah, kind of, it's great to see him still doing it, you know, and, you know, I never any doubt that he wouldn't be, you know, unless he fucking ended up dead somewhere. But <laughs> thankfully he hasn't, he's fucking here and he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing his best. We actually had we actually had Liam um, step in one time for I remember Andy lost his voice in Bible Die, and uh, Liam did a did a, did a run of gigs with us, and uh, he was only I'd say he must have been shy of twenty, you know, and uh, stepped in and did Andy's shoes and did a fucking great job, you know. He, mm. he even copied his his signature moves of hanging off the ceiling in the crush game. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been a big fan of Liam. Everything he does, I'm happy. He you did. Know, Go on a journey, yeah. a literal one, yeah, yeah, literal journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you if you asked me fifteen years ago, would it, where what would happen to Liam? You'd you'd guess it, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I loved. He's very creative, uh, literally wise as well. Mm. Grando Langer on him too. Uh, I believe you. There's on a story that, with that too. <laughs> if you ever have man ask him about his Langer, it's a fucking, uh, it's epic. It's fucking epic. <laughs> it's a Grando Langer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going there. No. <laughs> the boys now are on the whiskey and happy days and shame Liam. You're not going to fucking shame him. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> There's no shame Why would fucker. he be ashamed about having a fucking delicious liner? <laughs> There's no shame in that fucker. <laughs> not at all. He'd be delighted. I've, I've, seen, I've seen Liam have a cockfight on stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, a, really? literal, a literal cockfight at an all ages gig, actually, uh, during the day in fucking Baker's Place in Limerick. Was that with uh, Barry? That was with Clitoral Defecation himself and Barry had a had a cock off. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I love the name Clitoral Defecation. Yeah, Clitoral sums defecation. it up really. Sh- shit in a cunt and fuck it was the, the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a nice Sunday afternoon just after Mass the lads decided to play a gig and uh, having been on the session for fucking 24 hours and I, I don't think the, the set was 10 seconds old and the cocks were out like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did a kind of mini tour of Pakistan, or where did he go? He was. No, he went to. He went to India. India, India was it? Okay. Yeah, but no, I, I'm no fucking uh, geographic genius, but I'm pretty sure India takes up something like eighty four percent of the world. Mm. <laughs> it's a big ass country, though. <laughs> so he, he did his he did his rounds over there, and uh, yeah, 
Yeah, like some of some of the stories uh, that he came back with, it's it's surprising he came back with it all. Mm, um, yeah, yeah it, it seemed like a fucking mental place, and, and he actually came back early because of the COVID thing. He's, like he was saying that things were kicking off there, and that um, the the Indians, not to be confused with Native Americans, they're different <laughs> folks. Well, just clarify um, that one. The, the, yeah, <laughs> the the they're into that stuff in India. But they're um, yeah. So he uh, he came back a little bit earlier. He, he was due to spend a year over there, and he came back a little mm-hmm. bit earlier, just due to the fact that the Indians over there were um, just just blaming uh, like foreigner foreigners for for bringing uh covid into their country so that mm. yeah it was getting pretty violent over there and oh, I, yeah. I think the, the embassy contacted him and we're like hey, you 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 need to come home yeah. so uh he did yeah he had the songs at that stage done the songs were recorded and- yeah yeah so the, the songs were recorded so we were <clears> in the mixing <throat> mixing stage at that point um like he he was going away for a year he was heading away for a year yeah so okay. i he headed off in I think July, hmm. if I remember correctly. Right. And so, yeah, he he was looking to come back a, a year after then, but I, I think he came back maybe late June or something like that. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. not I'm not quite a Liam historian. I, I <laughs> hope to be someday. But yeah. I don't think cur- you <laughs> currently. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not an anything historian. I don't fucking remember yesterday. I'll be perfectly honest with you. But um, not, not much happened yesterday, anyway. Con, it's not worth remembering. It's all yeah. bleeding together, man, isn't it? Well, like when he left, there was no COVID. So when when he was coming back, were he gearing up to do a tour? What, what was <laughs> what was the thinking behind Suits there when he well left? Uh, you see, so we had been um, uh, talking to to different bands about doing gig swaps and stuff, and I, I think that worked really, really well for us. When you know, and I'm sure Howard, you're you're probably well aware of this fucking thing that you know you play. Let's say uh, a band comes over to Cork and you're supporting them and you get mm. on well with the band and, and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, we, yeah, we should we definitely do this. set it up. <laughs> we should definitely set it up so that we go over and, and play in, you know, whatever country you're from. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like pretty much all the time that band will be like, Oh yeah, that's great. you will definitely do it. And then you're onto them like, Oh yeah. So shall we do it? And, and they're just like, uh, blah. Ninety percent of the time—that's the—that's the scenario, really. I think, you know? I think it's more than ninety percent. But yeah. we we really lucked out with um, uh, with Wolf Council when they came over and and they played in Freds and we supported them. Shout out to and Ralph, just, Ralphie. Shout out to Ralph. Yeah, uh, the two Ralphs and 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 the rest of the lads as well were um, fucking great lads. But uh, that was that was one time that you get on with a band you're like fuck I could tour with these guys, and and so. Um, you know, us being on on an island, it, it's kind of difficult to get over. Like we can't fucking yeah. drive to another country realistically, um, and and play gigs, and that's very very unfortunate. Because if we could, I think that'd be a, a very way more fucking uh, like well known Irish bands. I'd, It'd be I'd a different landscape for sure. It, you know, it's hard, really hard to know. Like, It'd be better for the bands, I guess, but it's hard to know how it would influence how what kind of music is coming out of the country as well. It's hard to know. But maybe, I, I certainly would prefer to be able to drive to fucking France and fucking Holland and yeah, Germany. Really, right? 
But I, I mean, technically, these people can drive to fucking Russia if they want, like, you know. Yeah, and actually, and, and yet there's a bridge from Russia to fucking Africa. <laughs> you, 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 know, <laughs> you, you can just keep fucking The earth is flat. It's fucking great, sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it, it was great, like meeting up with Ralph because Ralph is one of those very few people who actually follows through. He wasn't paying lip service, and so he, you know, he was like, "Yeah, definitely, we we should definitely do that." And he followed through, and not followed through shit himself. He followed through <laughs> with the plan, and we. So suits there were in Switzerland. We went to Switzerland, yeah, yeah, yeah and we played a couple of gigs, and it was a fucking great time, man. Mm. Like. The, the Swiss know how to look after bands. Over oh, there. for fuck's sake. I was reading yesterday with um, the, the band Russian Circles who were scheduled to do a tour in 2020 uh-huh. in Switzerland uh-huh. and uh, the fucking arts councils in Switzerland subsidised them knowing that they couldn't play, paid them anyway, paid them their guarantees, yeah. you know, even though they never fucking left the country. I mean, that's the sort of fucking thing you fucking need, you know? Now we... We we played in a venue in St. Gallen, uh, and it's like what Cypress Avenue is now. And it's like all fucking, well, not all, but mostly paid for by the government over there. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, they're like they're putting on metal gigs almost exclusively. Yeah. And they're getting money to put on metal gigs over there. Mm. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, when... You know, but are I, the I, crowds but, coming, Con? Like, are the people turning up for this? Like, oh, there was a very good crowd there that night. Yeah, you know, yeah we we had loads of crowd, and like we were headlining that night. So we took we took it in turn between us and Wolf Council on that tour to headline. So they would headline the night, we'd headline the next night, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. There's bands that we've played with, like Wolf Council and stuff, that are the exception to the rule. Uh, where they're like, oh yeah, definitely come over and fucking play gigs with us. Uh, mm. And so we had a bunch of those things set up and unfortunately shit went sideways and we weren't able to, to do those things. Who knows, man, at this stage, you know, oh, yeah, fucking, when you're looking yeah. at Zentrix and the likes of them fucking postponing till 2022 now. You're just going, fuck me. I think you're going to see a whole different dynamic over the next 12 months, the longer it goes on. You really are going to see, yeah. see, you know, various things happening to various bands. It's it's just not going to be people's priority. No, not at and all. And that's, that's the real danger at all. It's going to be, it's really going to be survival of the fittest at the end of it all, I think. And it's, um, and it's so frustrating because I, like you lads have been around for fucking years. I mean, I'm 50 now and I mean... Happy birthday, by the I way. D- <laughs> Oh, thank you. There, I'm yeah, one of the vulnerable I, now, apparently, Con. Get that I'm looking after myself. You've always been sexually vulnerable around me anyway. There's always a danger <laughs> that I'll fucking give you an old twiddle. You, you had your chance for the wraparound it's in more the a siege than a danger. and you were too fucking drunk. That's all I'll say. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, you can't even fucking remember that. Oh my God. Well, in fairness, no, there's many a fellow who's offered me a wraparound and, uh, you know... <laughs> You're, you're not too high up on that list. <laughs> Actually, it was you who were offering me, but anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, or oh, reach so around, let's... is it? That's a different thing altogether, no, fella. Whatever. Uh, here. <laughs> Can you do that over Zoom? Well, Howard I, managed to I do it once. one time and he pushed the whole poster right through the screen at me. Jesus. <laughs> magic, the magic of technology. You think you're a fucking bad at technology I tried to hand Richie a fucking poster? <laughs> And then ask me later, what did I think of it? 
Uh, I'll treasure it forever, Howard. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Let's move on to Brett, who mastered it. Um, why choose oh, Brett? Was that a connection through you? He's a fucking wizard, man. That's why. Yeah. Uh, he, he is yeah. plain and simple a wizard. Like that dude, look, very plain, very simple. If Devin Townsend gets onto a dude and asks him to master his stuff, then that guy knows what he's fucking at. And he's mastered stuff for Megadeth. He's mastered stuff for fucking Devon. Like just cynic, uh, sacred Reich. It's a ridiculous amount of stuff. That guy is a fucking wizard. Like, so how did it come about? When we were doing the first EP, the suits therapy, he, um, mm. he, we, we looked up just, you know, a bunch of different places and we saw him and we were just like, okay, this guy has done, just so much fucking great stuff and just out of interest like how much does he cost and we were like fuck he's actually really reasonable like let's just let's just go for this and in fairness to the guy if you go to his site he has like a page dedicated to everyone that he's either mixed or mastered and it's just like the fucking who's who of metal Basically, he's just got a, a shit ton of, of big names on the thing. And then also idiots like like us. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, but like we, I, I went to his page like a couple of months back when we were talking about getting him to master the album. And like the, I clicked on the thing and it was just our band came up and it was our band profile. And so you know, the fact that he's doing that, but he's not just pushing like, oh, I did shit for these big boys. He he was like, you know, I also did shit for these not so big boys. And and that to me was just like, I, I fucking love this guy. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that he's he's gone, I, I also did this. I, I check these guys out. I, I just love that. Uh, it, I was very happy with that. And, and instantly I saw that and I was just like, yeah, yeah, we're getting this guy in. So, um, and, yeah, and he, he, came in reasonable price wise, Con? Oh, really reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you see, I always feel guilty when, when people are like, oh, yeah, we'll master your music for like a hundred bucks a song. And then we're like, okay, but our songs are like 15 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like a bit of an asshole. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what we were charged, but uh, it, it was extremely reasonable. And, uh, I, like, I cannot recommend the guy highly enough. Uh, he's, he's just, he's he's a really good guy. He he really, really does his, he, he puts the work in. He puts a lot of time into it, and he, he lives and breathes the fucking music. Um, yeah. he's, he's an incredible guy. He really is. Communication wise, then how was that established through Zoom again, or was it or through emails? No, or? no, it was just through through emails. To be honest, at, at that point, um, I had kind of gotten fed up with corresponding with people, and um, I, I kind of disappeared into um, a reclusive black hole for a while. Uh, and I so so Liam Liam dealt with with Brett uh, for for the mastering. Okay. It didn't matter because I knew it, it was Brett. Brett's going to do a great job. Brett is fucking yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he had a good few guests on it as well. Um, he did, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Eugene yeah. Robinson Eugene of Robinson. Oxbow. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine when the album comes out that a lot of people want to talk about that. Fuck me. I what know. a band. I've never actually heard of them. Oh, really? So it was our album led you to them? Yes, it was your album. And my okay. research yeah. uh, led, me to, led me to them. Yeah, I'd never heard of them before. They, they, they played Cork a couple of times from what I remember. What? Um, no. Like, uh, it's a while ago now. I was, I was quite young at the time. They but played the Cruise Scheme. The Cruise Scheme, no, no, yeah. They played the cruise skin about fucking, I don't know, maybe 20 years 15 ago. Years ago. 15, I'd say. 15. There was, there was, there was fuck all people at it. There was about 15 people in the crowd, yeah. 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 It was, uh, yeah, terrible. But uh, my God, that guy. Speaking He's of world class, lunatic. Man, he is incredibly good. <laughs> Very intense. Great, uh, great show. Extremely intense. And like, the. How would you describe the band? They're kind of post-metal, hardcore, but then there's this orchestra it's, stuff going on in the background, jazz, fucking, ah, oh, man. It's very hard to put your finger on it. And I, I think mm. it, it seems, thing. like, retrospectively looking at it, it, it seems a very obvious choice to get a, a guest vocalist like him in on a Suitsar album because they mix so many genres of music. Um as 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 do we and they've just got this fucking intense front man as do we yeah. so it, it, it just seemed to go together and I, I think day one it was uh, Eugene uh, approached Liam actually weirdly enough um, about his art I, on Instagram or some okay. fucking thing on Jesus. something that I'm not up on Right, and uh, <laughs> he he was uh, he yeah he was just saying that look I, I'm a massive fan of your art and 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 whatever and uh, I the conversation got around to like oh yeah well look I'm in a band and check it out and he was the, 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 like sort of instantly a fan and uh, Jesus Christ yeah it it was great because and the fact that they're very, playing Cork is just the connection as well like that's just bizarre oh absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah man small world yeah but Fuck. I wouldn't like to paint it <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah he's uh, like he is such a fucking intense guy yeah. uh, Eugene and he's um, like what I what I really really liked uh, was that he came on like the so the song he's on is War of the Doves mm. and it's like the that song is, is is probably as close to a pop song as I've ever written, excluding the intro. I don't know, man. I, I'd have to disagree with a pop no, song. Uh, you uh, know uh, what I mean? Uh, but, sorry. Okay. Uh, no, it's a it's a pop, it's a, like a classic song structure. There's yeah. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle like, eight, chorus. I don't give a shit what you say. I hear Pink Floyd on that at the start. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I, what I'm talking about is yeah. uh, forget about the intro. That that's like normally when we write music, it's it we're not thinking about structure. We're like, okay, uh, we're gonna play this riff, then we're gonna play this riff, then we're gonna play oh, this riff, okay. we're gonna do this shit. Okay. And, and and so there's where I never go like, okay, we need to go back to this because that's gonna be the hook. I know, like a oh, fuck the hook. We look, <laughs> we have loads of hooks. It'll be like fucking mackerel fishing. We'll have six hooks and just fucking horse them into the ocean and fucking. It'll go through their heads and it'll all be grand fuck okay all right that's a good but insight this, this uh, thanks man <laughs> mackerel <laughs> yeah mackerel man it gives you the insight oh maybe three it's good for the brain uh that song that song was again that like i like to sort of 
challenge myself with songwriting stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm to write what is ostensibly uh, like a pop song mm. in, okay. in structure. Oh, you know, okay. so, okay. And, and so we did that ver- intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus. If you're if you're with me yeah. on that one, um, and uh, yeah, fucking, uh, he, he came on board and he was just like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I I'm totally up for doing this song, but I'm gonna do my own thing. Oh, and uh, we were just like, okay, great, just genius at work. Let him go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And man, so like most of his work is actually done over the intro, which to be honest. Like the intro was this acoustic thing I had uh, banging on in my head. So I write everything I write, I write on acoustic. Um, but it, I had this sort of intricate acoustic piece written for ages and it makes no musical sense. It's just a fucking bizarre piece of music. Mm. And, and so I never thought anyone would be able to put any vocals over it. And he came on and he just did the weirdest shit ever. I actually like thought you, that was you, Liam, would you believe? No, uh, does maybe Liam does a bit. But like, I mean, the whole track kicks off on the on the two minute mark with the bass, with Pavel's bass, and fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bass break, yeah. Um, it's unreal. After six minutes, then there's a breakdown, Howard, and I'm not joking you. It's sludge mm. at its finest. I it's know what the like, song is. I just haven't heard um, his parts on it at all. You know how big 10 ton slugger in Ireland does a huge following, but like that. Well, they're 10 tons at least. But that six minutes <laughs> section in that song, you'll, you'll just get everybody going, holy fuck, this is, this is what sludge is like. But what I'm really looking forward to is, um, is when, when, you know, when you get back up and running and all that kind of crack, he comes over and does, oh, a, does a live. Wouldn't that be a thing? Uh, I, would, I would love if he did that. I would absolutely love if that was possible. I, I, I know, like, because, oh, no, I'm spoiling yeah. your next bit now, aren't I, Richie? Because you're going to talk about... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but, um, At the start, there's this straight out of Harlem and into hell. It sounds sort of like straight out of Harlem. It may well be. To be honest, I don't know what That's the cool. fuck he's saying, but it, it works extremely well. And, and and like I said, I always thought it would be an extremely tough job because like that, uh, as I said, I write uh, the stuff acoustically first. So that was an acoustic thing that I had banging around in my head for a long time. Now, obviously, I've, I've thrown uh, or we, we've thrown a lot of effects on, on it. And uh, it's... Now that you mention it, uh, Richie, there, yeah, I, I can sort of see the, or I can hear the the Pink Floyd mm. reference. Um, Works so well, but you know, mm. there's there's so many different time signatures. It it just, I suppose, musically, it doesn't make sense because there's like every fucking four notes, there's a key change. Um, it's it's a fucking silly piece of music, and and for yeah. a singer. To just yeah, like do such a fucking great job. Yeah, he seems to be enjoying. Of doing so it definitely seems to be an enjoyment factor. I, I there. really <laughs> think he enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I really did, and I, or yeah, I really think that there's a. 
he seemed to really like doing it. Um, he he did a fucking great job. He he really did. And I'm glad you brought up singers. So you had Paul Catton. Yeah, yeah. Big big shout oh, out yeah. to Paul. And he Medula Nocte, yeah, Medula Nocte and Murder One and a bunch of yeah, others. Yeah, he was on yeah. Six of Nothing. Six of Nothing. Yeah. What was the connection yeah. between Paul uh, and yourselves? So, uh, as long as I've known Liam, Liam has talked about Paul Catton okay. uh, as, as being mm. one of his major influences. Um, and so it, it was Liam who contacted him. Just uh, as far as I'm aware, without any previous correspondence, just like fucking chancing his arm, just mm. like, hey, this is our stuff. Any chance you'd be up for for doing something yeah. and uh, he, he sent him a track and, and he was, he was on board all, almost immediately. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, like I was aware of the guy. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie and say that I was the world's <laughs> biggest fan of his stuff. I like, yeah. as I said, I was aware of him. Mm but never went really in depth into his stuff. Yeah. So it, it was, it was Liam pretty much yeah. who, who just uh, had contact with the guy. And, and, and Ralph just, added uh, to the old chance as well. And that. Yeah. Ralph uh, sort of, uh, he came on, he did some harmonies with my, uh, so again, like I would do the, the clean vocals okay. in, uh, in Suitser. Um, and yeah, it it just made sense uh, at at the time. Like fucking Ralph and myself had. had oh, was he was he over in? Yeah, he was over in Switzerland. He was in Switzerland at the time. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, of course, plays with like uh, Wolf Council is is his main band. He's he's also with Requiem and Poltergeist. And Poltergeist, he, yeah. He's, he's a he's a busy man when it comes to music, but uh, he. Yeah, he he was totally on board yeah. from from day one. Like he was almost like I didn't have to ask the guy yeah, to yeah. to do stuff. And he's got just this really distinctive, strong voice, and he's got a fucking great understanding of uh, harmonies and and check out his YouTube channel. Crucially for bass lessons, lads. So oh, Ginger Basement. You should all oh, one word. Yeah. Pretty oh, top bloke. And we're going to make him an honorary Irishman probably next year. If um, not even honorary Irishman, he is no an Irishman. Has he? Has he moved? Uh, is he? He's all in. Yes, uh, man. That, yeah, that he's dude, here now. That dude has a dirty Irish accent. Like. Ah, fuck! We love he, him, man. He, he really does. And he looks Irish as well, which is which always helps. The old yeah, he does. He's, he's the bean off an Irish. Like he he could have been one of the fucking captains of the, the warring. Warring lads in in war of the bodies. <laughs> Easily, we well, played a gig up in um our, our last last gig I played live actually with Magnet Pina in Dublin. Uh, Ralph and Anna came along to it, and uh, Christian did a little little portrait, <laughs> little portrait. Of yeah. No, they're 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 great folk, and they, and they are currently living around the corner from me, which is uh that's great uh, news, wonderful. man. Because I, I remember when he was leaving heading back to Switzerland uh, I'd say it was a bit of heavy yeah. heart because he enjoyed himself so much because that was Monolith 2019 <laughs> oh man fucking Monolith he like he champion did oh, an incredible he was a job star star yeah. man man, man of the match as well, to um, be fair 
Yeah, Greg, fucking hell. I, I, they both yeah. were uh, mm. phenomenal. They would not have happened. Uh, I, and we, we no, would not he, have he, had as many people coming away from that thing uh, as happy as they were without those guys involved. Mm. It, it was just, they put in ferocious amounts of work. And particularly from a, from a playing point of view, I mean, the guy was a fucking, he was just on the ball. There was no fucking about. It was, look, you've got five minutes to get your shit together and you're playing a gig and then you're getting the fuck off the stage and you're done. And it was just the perfect way really to manage was. it. He did it with a smile on his face. Nobody felt well, pissed off about it. He was just straight well. to your face about it. <laughs> well, well, one or two. But it was, in, it was, it yeah. was inarguable. You know, no, you could no, not no, argue with the man. He, he was right, right every yeah, fucking he was time. Well within you know? his like, yeah. the realm of justice to be like turn around mm. and just go fucking hundred percent. You're here to do your shit. Just do your shit. Yeah, and move on. And he, t- he took that that tension away between bands as well. Of you know, bands yeah. playing over into other people's slots yeah. and so on. He I mean, was just a buffer for all that. You know what? Like, took it like a we champ. we started off that gig. Uh, I, I think two hours behind the so it, so the yeah, the gear was late, was, wasn't it? was fucking two hours late, which technically should have mm. put us two hours behind. And the man worked his hole off so much yeah. that by the time the first band came on, we were something like about forty minutes behind. With and then by the fourth or fifth band. We were bang on fucking tracks, you know. So that's that's yeah. how quickly he turned that shit around, and, and that is just it, it. It's incredible for anyone who's ever worked backstage, or who anyone who's ever fucking organized a gig, or Jesus Christ, anyone who's ever been at it's a gig. I'm fucking heard of to make up that time. Absolutely, Ralph is coming from years of experience with bands and yeah. doing that shit as well. Like it. Yeah, but there's a reason. Not that, like, there's a reason. Dude, I, like. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. it's not. There's a reason I got Ralph on board, yeah. and it's because he's, you know, like Ralph, Ralph has has run tours for for Carcass. You know, they're like fucking. He's it's a, Ralph is is heavy metal royalty, albeit behind the scenes heavy <laughs> metal royalty. But you know, with, without the need for a crown, like he's he's not going to be sitting on a fucking <laughs> bulletproof mobile riding through towns, yeah. fucking. Doing, doing this, yeah. like, but <laughs> but I, I don't think people is, realize how big a role he played in other bands across Europe and festivals as well. That's my point, you know. Oh yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Mm. He's a humble guy. He doesn't, he doesn't sing it from the, you know, he's not, um, he's not in it for the, no. the, the placards or yeah. the rewards or the fucking yeah. praise. He's, he genuinely yeah. seems to know oh, what he does. He does, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we're lucky to have, we're lucky to have him over here. It's just a shame. Mm. Just a shame the way things are at the moment, you know, because yeah. he's a real, he's going to be a real yeah. asset. He's going to be a, another problem. No, he, he is, absolutely. <laughs> he's yeah. coming in and... Yeah, no, he's... Uh, mm. Yeah, no, like, I, I really look forward to what that dude is going to do for the scene. Brilliant. Um, yeah, very much and so. And the last guest appearance then was on True North, and of course it is the Dave Ingram effect. Yeah. How bad, man. Ben- yeah. Benediction, Hellfrost and Fire. What a legend. I think, at a guess, would I be saying that it was Liam again? I know that Liam interviewed him for one of... for one. Yeah, no, I, I think that was more of a team effort. Like, we... we so, we played a festival uh, in Slovakia, Gathum. Um, uh, the, 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 the main man from Dumas, that band, I think you were at that gig, Dumas, when they 
played him. Yeah, they played him. I think we that played with Sam. him, or maybe I, yeah. Pavel's big, band. big guy, yeah. shaved uh, head. They, uh, so, uh, it, yeah, they they played here, but uh, the, the main dude, Peter, he, um, he, he runs a festival, which is, like I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, slightly smaller festivals, um, you know. I, like fucking, I I will never go to Vacan again in my life. Um, I, I I like the festivals where you can go and and there's a good chance of you meeting the bands and and just you know not having to deal with a hundred thousand fucking absolute sh- wanker <laughs> <Yeah>. shitbags. <laughs> Um, and and so like if, if you were planning to go to a festival, I would highly recommend going to uh, Gatu. Um, anyway, fucking uh, just before dawn was the band that that Ingram was playing. Ingram played with uh, the, he he did an album with uh, Bolt Thrower. Yeah, is it Honor, Strength, Valor? Is that the one? Am I getting that right? I would say so, at a guess, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. something about war, anyway. (laughs) Something about swords and fucking (laughs) drinking from skulls or something. Something about war, and and, and that narrows it (laughs) down. A well-trodden path. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so we we played a festival with them, and uh, he was in a band with uh, Gustav Mirren, who was uh, the founding member of Ammon Amareth. Uh He played... Uh, another guy who was in the band was... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Johnny Peters? Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyway, a fucking bunch of people who were, like, unsung fucking heroes of of metal. And, uh, yeah, they, they killed the shit out of it. Weirdly enough, they they had us Mert as one of their bands that they wanted to see. Okay. So we played pretty pretty early on uh, in the day. I think we played at like one or two o'clock in the day when most people were asleep. Mm. Which, uh, in fairness, fuck most people because like it's it's probably the performance I'm most proud of in my life, and. It, it's on YouTube, actually. I think if I remember, we'll see it. <clears throat> yeah, there's um, some clips of Liam climbing the fucking climbing thing, up man. some Eddie fucking Vendering thing, the shit out of it. Mm. In fairness, yeah. So you know, there's that yeah. like there's that like those metal pillars, and then the fucking thing going across. Like Liam wrapped the mic around his neck and in like instrumental bits, and just climbed <laughs> up the fucking thing. And uh, yeah, it, it was just. It was it was great. Uh, it, it was a great gig. I uh, honestly I remember like uh, going out in the beginning and just being terrified because it was it was our first festival performance and I was just shitting myself and just hitting loads of bum notes. But we uh, we started off actually with, uh, with the outer fringe and and so uh, I used my volume pedal. <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of that <laughs> and I kept my volume pedal really really low because my hands were shaking so much that I was just like I'm hitting so many fucking bum notes <laughs> I'm fucking terrified and trying not to do it it was short haired con as well at the time uh, and that guy's a pussy 
<laughs> but uh, we got through it, and as time went on, fucking, we we rocked the shit out of it. But the the lads um, were just uh, amazed by the the performance, and and they came up to us afterwards, and they were just like, "Let's fucking like huge huge fans of what you just did there." And uh, so it, it seemed only fair that we'd be like, oh yeah, you're huge fans. Well, fucking do a guest vocal slot on your album, then you prick. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, and, and, and so he so did. So Dave did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And and look, it's a, it's a huge guest because um, like he's 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 quite famous for being. Uh, uh, a Satanist, I guess he's uh, like is a, a warlock in the fucking church, church of Satan. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. That's not a joke, man. He's 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 actually like the grand. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. No, he's, he's the grand high wizard of Satanism or whatever. <laughs> if you fucking call yourself a wizard, you're uh, well, a fucking look, joke. I, I, I think. Yeah, I I don't know, but he he's fairly he's fairly high up in that fucking in in that whole thing. <laughs> I say he's fairly fucking high, all right. <laughs> One hour, take him down. Uh, Confrantically. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, t- look, look, talent's a fucking burn, but lads, if you're going to call yourself a wizard or a warlock, fuck off. You know? <laughs> I'm going to start calling myself a fucking warlock, so. Well, uh, at the moment, I would camp. say you'd get into a man of mort at the moment with the hair, you know. Um, so moving on. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So how did you get Rory involved anyway with uh, the outstanding video to Outer Fringe? Uh, well, Rory is someone who I... I He's a dude. Uh, or Raj, as, 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 as will... Raj. So Rory is his, uh, Rory, Rory is his alter ego. Oh, He's a, 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 that dude is a fucking superhero, mm. plain and simple. He, he, there's so much that he does for the scene yes. behind the yeah. scenes. Uh, a shout out to Curse Monk Records as well. Absolutely, Curse Monk Records have mm. put out consistently amazing stuff. And, and Raj just fucking support the guy because if you don't, you know, the, these people would disappear without support. And whatever about going out and fucking supporting the bigger labels uh like they they'll survive without support uh people people like raj possibly won't but then at, at the same time there there is like fucking people are so vehemently proud of what that guy is doing uh and and rightly so that yeah, I, I don't think the dude is ever going to go hungry either. You know, mm. he he's just he's just doing a solid job. What did you think of Tombs' latest album? I thought it was extremely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't fucking know. When you never asked me before, how would those finished beers working out for This is the fucking whiskey now. No, no, it's nothing to do with the finished beers. It's the fucking whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, so like Tomb's album, Tomb's album got fantastic praise and rightly so. And I'm just wondering, did you fucking come across it? That's all I'm asking. Of course I did. Okay, cool. 
What an Irish band. Okay, so maybe it's not clear to everybody, but uh, I I promote music. I, I put gigs on. It's... But part of that process is listening to the exactly. bands that you're going to put exactly. on. Exactly, so and, it's uh... in my interest to listen to every band. Yeah. No, there are yeah. shit bands I listen to. I will not name them because it's not professional, yeah. but there are other bands mm. who I absolutely listen to all mm. of the time but uh, part, part of that is it's a labour of love Richie when you're listening to bands like that with the intention of putting them on because like without shitting oh, yeah. on anybody there 100%. is a lot of shit you have to listen to and, um, you know, and there's a lot of wank and like uh, a, lot, a lot of bands <laughs> <laughs> but a lot, a lot of that is there's a lot of bands that you listen to and you're not instantly hooked into you do take a chance with them to give them mm. a chance to see what, what they can produce live and so on. But Tombs are one of those bands that you, you know, you know yeah. you're going to get something decent out of them, you know? You know, it's, 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 not, it's not a case if you listen to this another fucking record by another yeah. Irish band. It's, it's, it's yeah. an outstanding record. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking, you know, it does, it does creep above that threshold of what yeah. you can kind of tolerate I mean, was, to a certain point. Was, like, and rightly so, nominated for one of the best releases this year on the Metal Cell podcast. And I was just wondering, wondering about Khan. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Oh, it's I'm struggling to think what would challenge it. To be honest, that you know, it's it's a, it's yeah, it's 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 definitely just standout mm. one for me. Anyway, in more recent times, I actually can't think of anyone off the top of my head that that comes close in terms of mm. bands I've gone back yeah. to to listen to right. again. You know, particularly from Ireland, and that's not like you said, it's not to shit on anybody. It's just that there are a lot of fucking bands in Ireland releasing a lot, a lot of stuff, and uh, that doesn't exactly equate to quality. A big shout out to Roger, yeah. You know what, that dude has, a, I was going to say, he's yeah. got an eye Good. for fucking great Good. bands, he's got an ear for great bands, and uh, he, yeah, he does a fucking great job, he he really, really does. Um, there, yeah, I think, okay. I'd, I'd love to work with the guy in future. Um just purely from the he, he lives it he he really does and there's no other way of putting it he is uh what do he, you think of his drone music actually i fucking Powered? love it i absolutely love it like uh okay. not i'm not a fan if i'm yeah, honest yeah. but like that's not to say it's, it's not um it's not good or anything you know it's just not to my taste i guess but i did i like seeing yeah. that kind of thing i mean it's always interesting to see Something a little bit different, and uh, well, like, look, it's 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 in a way it's performance. I think that art, sums it up. Yeah, um, I mean that it crosses um, that bridge, and you know, I, I I did a degree in fucking sculpture, and part of that was performance art, and a lot of that stuff, um, I don't enjoy it because of the you know the experiences of learning it in mm. in college and, and doing a degree and whatnot. Um, I never I never yeah, found yeah, it. Course. I never found it fun. And uh, when I see people doing it, I kind of go, "Ah, oh, Christ!" Yeah. It just it just hits me in a place. That I, but it was I, a I, I just don't like it for suits there. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's where it becomes mm-hmm. interesting to me is when you marry it with something like that. But when you yeah. stand it out alone, I'm not I'm not really a fan. And I'd say the same about the Neurosis stuff. You got the tribes of Neurosis, those noises in the background. When this, when you listen to it separate from from the music, the, the wall of noise. I'm not a big fan of it, but when it but yeah, but you see, all it together, needs, it's great. It needs context, like you know, and, and it's it's as simple as that. It without context, it's you know, like that sort of stuff needs to be experienced live. And and for me, Raj, like we we've had him with the, the paranoid beast stuff. We've we've had him mm. on a bunch of shit, and 
it's amazing between acts and like as sort of a ritual to to open up the you know like to be the opening act on a festival for example um where they, I, I love seeing fucking people uh, reacting to it because you inevitably you have people who don't like it uh, and and that's fair enough you also have people who are like dancing to it and then you have people who are like meditating to it and and there's just this fucking wide spectrum mm. of reaction and i think that's what great art does you know like it it causes a reaction and it it, it may not necessarily be a good reaction but it's a fucking reaction nonetheless and and that's what yeah. raj does and he's got um, some great bands on his roster as well. Tombs and Nomadic Rituals as well. And he's got... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's uh, pretty good in the quality. I mean, the stuff that he's putting out through the record label there, Curse Monk, is, you know, it's, it's definitely something to be to mm. be interested in or to, to be aware of, I think, for anybody who's into outsider kind of music and in, in the context of the darker side of music here in Cork and, and across the country. It probably... Yeah. Probably is the place to go to to get that fixed and pillar of the Irish metal underground as well. That's great mm, to acknowledge Absolutely, him. yeah. Actually, yeah, Richie. So you've listened to the album. Here's where here here's where I where I flip the script. So uh, go go through the album, right? You've you've got the the songs. What was your initial re- reaction to to each song? I think it is absolutely jaw-dropping it is something i never expected i think you've created this different musical planet for a better word for people to just go on a journey to i think the whole thing works as an album rather than units the whole album is a really dark passage yeah there's some unbelievable soundscapes right across it but it's dark it's depressing I think through Liam, I think, and through, there's a lot of guitar parts as well that give you hope. And I like the way that True North okay. finishes yeah, because yeah. It, it does tell you to trust the madness. War of Doves and City of Smoke, my God, the two of them. And, and as I said, the closing track, True North, um, gives us all hope. You've created a different landscape uh, musically wise, but there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on, yeah. There there really is. Early contender for best <laughs> album of the year. Absolutely, yeah. I genuinely hope Echoes of the Earth gets to the right amount of people. I think it's primed to do really well. I think it's 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 coming out at the right time for you guys. I, I, you know, it's it's um it's been a steady build for a few years. Um, I was at, when I first heard it, yeah. I was like, get that fucking thing out quick, you know. But I'm kind of glad in a way that it's it's taken this long. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and if you were happy, something it's, would be wrong. Rare. You know, I think if if you're if you're feel complete on something, it's uh, <laughs> it's a bad sign. You know, and I I know what that feels like. I think you can feel too complete on uh, things. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Originally, I was going to argue, and oh fuck you, I could be happy with stuff. But yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. you, you've got success. Me, success you got is the death of endeavor, Con. We know this. This is how we're throwing it out because there's going to be a part of land release in 2021 as well. Uh, well, here's hoping, man. Here's fucking hoping. All the signs uh, are I there, look, but it really does it. depend on on how things pan out with the pandemic. 
all the signs are good. But um, I finished the demos there during the week, Richie, actually. Um, Great news. Um, doing the demos from home. Uh, finishing a few touches on the lyrics and so on. And it's it's ready. It's just getting to the studio and all that fucking logistical shit that comes with it and all the fun stuff of going back and forward between fucking various people and but um i'm looking forward to hearing the suits there you know i, I think that um <laughs> from, from a from a, a personal point of view and a totally selfish point of view i love it when a band releases something ahead of you so you can go and you can listen to it and go well fuck you guys <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back at it harder because of what we just listened to you know well in fairness howard like how long have i been fucking bitching to you about like <laughs> not coming out. it's been about 18 uh, months. a very long time yeah easily <laughs> Easily, and I've been furious. Right, about it so, too. but um, I'm kind of glad uh, that it has taken as long as it's taken because um, so we just don't we don't know what we're looking at in general, regardless of the pandemic. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty across the board in many ways, and I think it's going to be quite some time before there's any sort of clarity for anybody in any sense, not just music, across all all sectors and all businesses. And, oh, absolutely, you know, man. Absolutely. Like I was saying movie. earlier, I mean, I really do think that we're looking at over the next 12 months, you're going to see the likes of myself and Con and people associated with the kind of thing that we do drop off the radar because it's not going to be on the list of priorities. It's going to slowly filter down into what's important, you know? To be clear, what myself and yourself do is fucking deal with mental Absolutely. health. And that is not a fucking priority of the, uh, of the government. At, at Absolutely. The it, it and you're really getting to isn't. that time where the cracks are starting to show across society and across people that you would know well. Oh, big time, man! The strongest big personalities are starting to, starting to get vulnerable and starting to panic and starting to not see a brighter future for us all, you know. But um, you know, all we can do is shoulder the wheel and hope we come who, through. Who can blame? Who can What I will say is that, like, you know? and I know I'm not trying to speak on behalf of Khan, but I'm, I'm certainly would say that he's in the same boat. We certainly have the endeavor to, to do it, to, to make sure that we're in the shape to present these things to people when it does pass and to be in a position to do that. But we can't guarantee anything. Neither of us can. We don't know what the fuck is around the corner, you know? What I can, I, I can say is that we have good people involved in all different angles of this thing, hoping and wanting to provide something for people yeah. to go and see when yeah. we can open up again, you know? But it is it is a big part of it. I know it, it seems like we're kind of going off topic on it, but I mean, what we do in terms of the Cork music scene and so on, it, it is married very much to mental health and mental health awareness for a lot of people oh, across the way. I know, you had, I know you've absolutely had a podcast um, um, episode where you discussed it yourselves, Richie, but like mm. it is. It's, yeah, Bailey Jr., yeah. You mean you... <laughs> The people that you meet at the gigs and the vulnerability that's there and you have this sort of unifying event or you have this unifying kind of sentiment towards music that everybody gathers together and has fun and gets it off their fucking chest. That's not there at the moment. And No, it's not at all. Not, and like it goes right down to things like that and then you get into things like counselling. But all these things are overlooked by the authorities. They're just said like, fuck it bunch of fucking idiots going in shouting at each other in a, in a venue. They don't give a fuck about that stuff. They don't give a fuck about us, you know. It's part of what makes it so endearing as well is that you have to make that extra bit of an effort to overcome that fucking sentiment from authority, I guess. It is no, see, anti-authority the, music at the end uh, of the day, you know. Uh, the problem is that they, like, if, if you don't have a result in, like, an hour or two, then it's, uh, apparently it's got no worth. 
And that's the fucking problem. Because these, like, mental issues do not come about in an hour or two. They they come about in a lifetime of being fucking stepped on or, or whatever the fucking case may be. Whether, you know, so how how can you correct that shit in an hour or two when it's been a lifelong fucking problem? You can't. You fucking can't. Yeah. You can't do that. It can't be expected. But you can certainly bring people into a venue for a gig and get them to forget about all their fucking troubles and focus on the music. Give them what they want for two hours, two and a half hours of escapism. Dude, I'm absolutely with you on that. That's... That is one way of fucking counteracting the horrible, horrible shit of of being a fucking human being. Um, and and just yeah, because we all go through it. Like the fucking that. Like if you take at its base value, like fucking being born. Being born comes at a price. You have to fucking die, and every single one of us has to fucking like come to terms with that at some point in our life. And that was a fucking scary thing to come to terms with that, you know, everything we know and everything we hold dear is going to fucking fall apart mm. and, and just cease to exist. Yeah. That's and I mean, the, I think you've actually done a great job in portraying that in echoes of the earth as well. And I'm glad that you did it in such a way that there is hope at the end of it because of course there's hope it's so easy just to hit the self-destruct button at the moment check out suits there your bank camp page is still taking purchases for i love the box set actually it's really cool uh the coffin one the coffin the one is so yeah, cool yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty so cool. that's still available con yeah yep uh very few of them are, okay. are available right now uh Good place to be. And I've I've bought the long sleeved <laughs> and the album. Uh, the tr- what else is there? The hoodie, zip hoodie, and there's a, a normal pullover hoodie. Yeah, as well. there's a pullover hoodie. There's a zip hoodie. There's fucking uh, a, a wooden coffin shaped box set that has a patch and a coaster. There's a lotus. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of cool stuff for yeah, that. Uh, it's it's yeah the a big fucking merch game uh, no not big enough to win us uh, you know fucking best merch uh, on on the Metal Cell podcast but uh, you know who we, knows we, man who we knows? did alright we did alright you did, a, we did, you all did right. good you did yeah, and, yeah, um, goddamn bitches <laughs> looks good and, and sounds good can people just order can people order that through the record label concert? Uh, you can order it through either the record label or or the band camp. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, so, um, yeah. is there going to be another release before the album, as in a single release, or is, is the next step the album there, actual album release? Before the album comes out, there will be another and at the. Uh, by God, it is the most proud I've I've been of the band. Um, there's going to be another video release. Cool, uh, excellent stuff. Excellent. It, it's it's uh, a fuck. It, it's an animated video. It's fucking phenomenal. 
Oh, um, class, man. And uh, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, so there's a, a crowd from Galway called Gold Planet. Uh, mm-hmm. Who who did the animation for it? And fuck, it's it's incredible. It it really is. It, it's just uh, like I'm a grunge kid. I I grew up in the nineties, and uh, I have my own sensibilities. Uh, but uh, like, they're very much influenced by grunge culture, I guess. And they they just they took that. Uh, I I did a storyboard for them and sent it on, and they just uh, they they really made it their own, and Ooh, they're fantastic. And who is it from Galway? Can Go, you give me a shout out? Uh, Gold Planet. Uh, Gold Planet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tia, Tia and Ivan, and and that's upcoming. And and believe me, fucking like I I, I genuinely believe that this is going to be our biggest thing that we ever did. It, nice. it, it's the, the music video for Cities Made of Smoke. Oh, cool. One um, of my favourite tracks. Class. Uh, yeah, and Class. it's... Uh, yeah, like it's... Uh, we've all... In the band, we've all uh, suffered with... Uh, the, our own mental health and and come to terms with it and uh, and this is just one of those moments where it it, it just all comes together and it, it, look just just wait for it it's it's cool. coming up soon enough and it's 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 gonna make an impact I think cool so uh-huh. you have been listening to Howard my co-host. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my man. My pleasure. Yeah. And Condyle, guitarist of Suits Air, you have probably made one of the best albums of 2021. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. That's my own opinion. I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of the album, and I really appreciate that, man. It is outstanding yeah, from start to finish. Massive shout out to the lads that didn't make it tonight, which is Lee, Mark, Pavel and Sean and uh, who knows what fucking 2021 is going to bring us this album needs to be heard live and it needs to be heard live in Fred's as a Paranoid Beast promotion so subscribe to the Metal Cell podcast hit that like and the album is called Echoes of the Earth and it shall be released on the official date is April the 9th, 2021, through Transcending Obscurity Records. Good night, everybody.